Hey everyone, it's time for another edition of Beaver Banter. Beaver Sports Talk lives here. Beaver Banter. Hi everyone, I'm CJ Baumgartner, my co-host Ian Rivers, breaking down all the latest in Bemidji State Athletics. Ian, we didn't have a podcast last week, I was a little under the weather, but we're back now and uh, ready to talk uh, all things Bemidji State. Yeah, it's good to be back uh, on the wave here. Got a a little bit of action to catch up on, so that'll be good. Uh, Give us something to beef up our show um without having the soccer or football teams to talk about which um i did want to give an update um on both of those tournaments ferris state lost in the semifinal of the uh ncaa women's soccer tournament and angelo state lost to the colorado school of mines for those of you that don't know and the colorado school of mines is actually going to be playing in the national championship game against ferris state in football so Ferris State with a couple of semifinal appearances um, in football and soccer. Let's see if they can get it done and go back to back in football. But um, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick update since we were covering those tournaments for so long, we might as well follow them through to the end. I believe it was Westchester. I could be wrong um, who won the soccer, the soccer national championship, but either way um, sports that are happening now, one of which is uh, hockey. Both the men's and women's teams both been playing lately. And uh, I guess let's start with the men. It's kind of a big ticket. Uh, we missed last week, so I'll, t- I'll touch really quick on that. Um, or two weeks ago, I should say, the St. Thomas game. Um, yeah, St. Thomas, it was a home, home series. And, uh, you know, we kind of said this is a really good opportunity to get six points. You know, even though St. Thomas coming off their first Division One sweep, um, we felt like it was a good opportunity to really just get mo- get get momentum. You know what I mean? Get get momentum in this in this conference play. And you know the Beavers they dropped the ball a little bit on um, Saturday night. They got a, a nice six four win on on Friday, and then they dropped the ball uh, a little bit. They still ended up uh, winning in the shootout, so they got five out of six points. Um, but it's just the way that it happened, you know, giving up that goal within the last two minutes of the game. And then, you know, you lose a point, you lose a point in the CCHA play. And that's something I will touch on more um, after we talk about this weekend's action, which was Lake Superior State, another home series. And uh, on Friday, man, it was one of the most demoralizing games I've ever watched as a, as a fan and as a somebody who watches this team uh, consistently. I literally, I called it as it was happening. Um, Bemidji State got out to a nice 2-0 lead. And then within the last two minutes of the second period, gave up a goal because that's our kryptonite. That's all we do. Uh, I'm pretty sure 90% of our goals have been given up in the last two minutes of a period this year. That's probably not true, but it feels like it. And then uh, Bemidji State lets in a goal with 24.8 seconds left in the game. Uh, that ended up tying it, and then they lose in overtime to Lake Superior State, who only had one one win on the season. So that is very frustrating. At home, um, I mean, dang, the CCHA this year, CJ, is wide open. Like, wide it, open. Top, top to bottom, it's maybe Mankato isn't quite as powerful as you thought they were going to be, 
Um, but the teams at the bottom aren't necessarily as bad as you thought they were going to be either. So it's a lot more balanced. Um, but Lake Superior State, all that being said, is still the one team that really you want to take advantage of um, now after this weekend, um, being 2-12-2 and two on the season overall and just 1-8-1 and one in the conference. Bemidji State took care of business on Saturday night, a 4-1 win. Um, and they looked a lot better. The third period was still a little rough. Uh, Saratori was was not not too happy about the third period, but you know, with a 4-0 lead going into the third period, um, maybe you can forgive them a little bit for taking their foot off the gas. Goals scored by freshman Leighton Road, uh, Kyle Loft, and two by uh, fifth-year senior Ross Armour. Um, three power play goals in this game, so that was that was really good uh, to keep the power play rolling. Um, the one goal they gave up in the third period was a power play goal, of course. And that's something that I, I want to touch on. This team, to me, they don't seem to have quite as as big of an identity as I've seen in the past. They struggle defensively. Their power play is nowhere near what we're used to seeing. And it's really shocking. They don't have one specific guy. There's always been one guy or two guys that can kind of get you goals when you need them. And, and right now this year... I think we've got like four people tied with six goals. Um, we got another one with five. I would have to look up the statistics to, to know for sure. But um, the goals are kind of coming from everywhere, which is good. You want people to be able to score. But at the same time, you also you want to have that guy you can kind of lean, lean on. You know what I mean? It's who are you going to go to when you need that goal? And we don't have that right now. We had Owen Sillinger. Um, and I think, I think right now about how, how much this team could use a guy like Lucas Sillinger who transferred out to, to Arizona state. And I get it. You know, the transfer portal is a big part of the game now. Um, but gosh, it would be nice to have his offense on this team. Um, but with that being said, man, we got four out of uh, four out of six points on the weekend. Uh, Mankato was able to sweep. But, I mean, the real issue here is, CJ, that the points that are being dropped in CCHA play. I, I, uh, I actually have some proof here to my pudding. I commented on the r slash college hockey subreddit, which I'm fairly active in, just getting other people's, you know, what's happening in other games across the weekend. Um, I said during the middle of the third period, hoping to jinx this here, uh, just feels like another game. The Beavers are going to give up that late tying goal and give up the three points. And 11 minutes later, my next comment is, and there it is. Beavers give up the goal with 24 seconds to go in the game. Ah. Oh, I forget. We were on the power play as well. So they pulled their goalie and it was still only five on five because they had taken a dumb penalty Lake Superior State, that is. And it's just like this. It's the worst scenario you could possibly give up a goal in. And I don't know, man, I, that game was so frustrating. I'm listening to the guys on the Beaver Radio Network who are calling the game, and they're like, oh, yeah, you don't want to give up that third if you're Lake Superior State. This Beavers team is really tough to come back on. And I'm like, are they? <laughs> I feel like we've given up leads in, like, at least six or seven games this year, and we've only played, like, 14. So I don't know how they can say that, you know, with any good, good nature, but – I went ahead and did the math after that Friday night game because there has now been four games, CJ, that we've given up goals in the last two minutes of the period uh, of the game, let alone any periods. Last two 
two minutes of the game, we've given up goals that either uh, make us tie or lose and then head to overtime or, or lose the game. So the first one was um, Saturday, Michigan Tech. We dropped one point there because they scored within the last two minutes, and then we ended up winning the shootout. So we dropped one point. Did I say two? We dropped one point. So that's one on the season, one point drop. Northern Michigan on um, on Friday night, you give up a goal to go down 1-0 in, inside the last two minutes of the game. You're, you're tied 0-0. So I call that about a point and a half because you don't know how overtime would have gone. You either drop one point or two. So that's that's two and a half points. And then the last two weekends, you dropped one point against St. Thomas by letting them tie it in the last two minutes of the game and winning the shootout. And then you tie Lake State. So that's five and a half points given up so far in the regular season in CCHA play, and we've only played 10 games. Yeah, not ideal. No, not ideal at all. And, and then you come here and look at the at the standings, and that's my main point. And let's say, let's be generous to the Beavers. Let's say stuff like that in hockey just happens sometimes. You know, goals late in the game, It's you're never going to not give it up. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the Vikings stat from last year where everybody's like, well, if they didn't give up any points in the last two minutes of the half or, or the game, they would have been, like, undefeated. And it's like, yeah, well, but that's impossible. You know what I mean? So even if they just kept three of those points, we currently are tied for the lead in the CCHA. That's how close this race is. It is 23 points, 23 points, 22 points, and then the Beavers sit in fourth at 20 points. So imagine we had five of those points. You know what I mean? Like, man, we could be two points clear of Mankato with two games in hand and a chance to go into Mankato this weekend. Oh, man. I mean, like I said, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to give up some games, and hopefully you're going to be able to seal some. We haven't been able to do that so far this year feels like we're giving away more games than we're getting and stealing but you know what we're a young team that's probably more likely to happen you're more likely to give away games as a young team than to steal them um but either way uh those points are going to hurt you know what i mean this is going to be a really close ccha race um i don't think one team is necessarily going to break away from the pack and those points all of those points are going to come back and hurt us. Uh, we're going to be looking at those come the end of the season. But the good news is, CJ, it's still December. So yeah. this young team can definitely rally around this. And it looked like it kind of ticked them off Friday night to give up that that two points to Lake State. And they did come out and they played a lot better on Saturday. And so we'll see what happens. We've got a big series with Mankato right now. And obviously they're struggling. Um, they got swept a couple of weeks ago. I know we didn't talk about it. They got swept by Ferris State. So that Ferris State loss that we took, that we are like, wow, we only got three points out of this weekend. That's really disappointing at home against one of the bottom feeders. Ferris State went into Mankato and took six points, six points out of six. They didn't take four. They didn't take three. They took six out of six in Mankato. So I think we need to be a, a little bit more at ease about that series. But I don't know what to expect. It's a Thursday-Friday series uh, for anybody who doesn't didn't know that um not sure why but um yeah first game is thursday at seven and then i believe thursday uh, friday at seven as well both games in mankato of course i don't really know what to expect from this team you know i i keep thinking lake superior state would be good to sweep we haven't swept an opponent this year this year and uh to be fair we haven't been swept by an opponent but um man as much as i would love to say Oh yeah, we're gonna go into a struggling Mankato and we're gonna we're gonna sweep them and we're gonna take control of the CCHA. I just don't expect that. I think anything we can get from this weekend in Mankato, one point, two points, three points, maybe, 
I'll be happy with. And if you can come out with anything more than that, I mean, you're jumping for joy uh, because this team is pretty young. They got a, a really well-coached team. Um, no matter how much they're struggling, they've still got guys that were on that, that national championship game team from last year. They've got experience. And so, you know, as much as they're struggling, it's the same thing with North Dakota. They've got guys that have been there, done that. As much as they're struggling for North Dakota, they're still going to be a tough out. Um, and we'll say the same when we come into January and it's Minnesota Duluth on the docket, you know, as bad as they're struggling this year, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I and mean, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, like you just tell, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of meat on this bone for Bemidji state university this year in men's hockey, like how much success goes to, or how much I guess of the, of the, uh, the lack of success goes to that. They're a young team or how much is it that they're, below that they're not meeting expectations. I feel like it's more the first one, but they've proven that they can win some games. They've proven they can beat a St. Cloud state. They've, like you said, they haven't been swept on the season. So they're certainly not a bad group of hockey players. And maybe this just kind of goes with the frustrations of dealing with the young and inexperienced crew. But that being said, there's just, again, it feels like a lot of meat left on the bone with this Bemidji state team, because there is an opportunity, like you said, there just were opportunities to pick up an extra point here, an extra point there, and things that all do add up at the end of the season. And like you said, this is a big stretch. They're got to be their toughest stretch of the season right here because now, because they have the two games with Mankato and then they play an exhibition games. It doesn't really matter against the Gophers on New Year's Eve. Be a nice kind of bellwether. Gophers, one of the best teams in the country this year. At least it's looking like that. And then oh, uh, a home and home with Minnesota Duluth. And then at least have the talent to be. And uh, and then they go at Bowling Green, Northern Michigan, Lake State. So like there's, it's just a, this month of January, this next maybe 30 days, not even the calendar month, we're really going to find out a lot about this Bemidji State University hockey team. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And like you said, as as much as much as it's a nice thing for the conference to be more balanced and to have some competitive juice to it, as you know, because Bemidji State by all by all means, I didn't think they had a terrific season last year. You know what I mean? Like they they struggled at points and they won some games, um, but they got the three seat. And they got to the CCHA championship game. So for all intents and purposes, the CCHA was kind of having a down year last year because I was shocked when Bemidji State ended up with the three seed at the end of the year. But this year it's going to be tough. You don't have a lot of weekends that you look at right now and you say, yeah, that's going to be an opportunity to get six points. You're thinking, I mean, obviously you've got the teams that are at the bottom of the standings right now, but how how – how easy is it really going to be to go into Ferris state and take points and, and go to St. Paul on the last weekend of the year uh, a race where you might need to win, you know, even if we're in first, how, how certain are we that we're going to control our own destiny? Uh, because St. Thomas is, has been much improved this year to their credit. So uh, big, big series, every one of them. Now you got to take it so seriously. And I talked a little bit, previously about how pairwise is, is not looking good for us. And there is still opportunities on the docket to kind of improve that we're at 26. So it's not like we're in an impossible spot to get an at large bid, but like we would have to go on this unholy tear of wins. Like you'd probably have to at least split with Mankato probably split or sweep Duluth with how down they've been this year. 
you'd have to at least you you can't get swept like ever and then you have to make sure you sweep these lake superior state ferris state st thomas series so really it seems to me like the ccha is going to be a one-bit conference um Northern Michigan or Michigan Tech right now is 16th in pairwise. So they're looking like they could make that run and get an at-large bid. But again, the conference is so competitive that I just see I see it being hard for them to keep that up going through the through the course of the season. It's most likely going to come down to positioning in the CCHA tournament, getting those home ice advantage games, and being able to try and try and you know advance your way through the tournament. Um, so these games are going to be huge in terms of uh, positioning for that tournament, man. I I think the Beavers have a real chance because it's talked about all the time in college sports. All these teams like Duke basketball, if you watch basketball, Kentucky basketball, all these freshmen that come in, they're not freshmen when it comes down to February and that. They've played enough games and maybe, you know, we talked about it. This team is so not used to each other. Like the yeah. only upperclassmen, Eric Martin and Ross Armour, everybody else is either a transfer or an underclassman. And so as they get to play more games uh, with each other, hopefully uh, maybe we can see, you know, a little February winning streak. And uh, that's that's the perfect time to get hot. But like I said, I think Mankato is going to be a tough out. Um, and then we got a little bit of a break. It's almost a, a half month break. Um, and then you just got an exhibition against Minnesota. So we got we got a little bit of time in between this to kind of recuperate and uh, recover and get some guys, you know, get some health, get some health back. And, uh, you know, it's always nice about the winter break. You get a little bit of a of a free bye week that the college football and stuff doesn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of a, a nice break in the middle of the season. So. We'll see how that impacts us, but uh, this this series against Mankato is going to be massive. Going to be massive, and like you talked about, I mean, that break and then where they're going to be the rest of the season with how tough that month of January is going to be, or at least needing to play really well to start that, uh, that's really when, if they struggle coming out of that January break, we're, we're going to have some tough things to say about this team. But right now, I think it's kind of, they're the young team. Let's see how they develop new pieces. Let's see how they mesh. Once you get into 2023, that's when we really need to see some improvement. Otherwise, the expectations for this team lower dramatically. But moving on to the women's uh, hockey team here, uh, they have a a series coming up this weekend uh, against St. Thomas Friday, Saturday. That one's down in St. Paul. Uh, A chance to get a couple conference wins. They haven't won a game in the conference since October 28th. So they've gone the entire month of October without a or the entire month of November without a conference win. Now we're into the early part or we're into the middle part of December. Uh, Just St. Thomas is a feisty team, just like they are on the men's side. They're not going to go down easy, but this is a good chance for Bemidji state to get some points because uh, they got UMD uh, and they go into that little break and then they play UMD coming out of it. So a good chance to have a good taste in their mouth uh, going into the, that Christmas break. St. Thomas is probably about as good of a matchup as they can draw up for this situation. Yeah, St. Thomas on the year uh, total three fourteen and one. They haven't won a conference game at all this year. So if Bemidji State's going to have any opportunity to pick up some points and make up any ground, it's it's going to have to be this weekend. Um, and even that would leave you, you know, a decent 
metric short of St. Cloud and Mankato um, for that five and six spot. Um, but it would be a good thing to kickstart your your conference season and really rejuvenate the second half of your of your season coming out of that winter break because um man this team could really use it i mean the last weekend they just played wisconsin and you know that's that's the struggle with playing in the wcha is you got those three teams at the top especially even duluth now has got such an improved program from when we first started talking about it um they lost the games to Wisconsin combined two to 17. So yeah, it, it would just be really good for them to, to be able to put their foot down and get some points here, even if it's in St. Paul. Um, so looking forward to that one, get Bemidji state back in their winning ways, at least in the conference, but there's a long way to go for this women's hockey team. And uh, hopefully it's brighter future ahead. Of course, you know, like you said, it doesn't get any easier after this, you just got Minnesota Duluth and Minnesota on the schedule. But the same thing with the men's team. You've got a little bit of a break, almost a full month off for the women after this series with St. Thomas. So hopefully they can get a new game plan and, and uh, draw something up for those series. Okay, so let's move now into uh, women's basketball. And they, to recap kind of their last couple games, uh, a couple, another couple tough outings. Uh, on the road, losing at MSU Moorhead and at Northern State. Currently, the women's basketball team is 3-6 and six on the year, 0-5 in the NSIC. They have uh, yet to win a road game as well this season, but they get a couple chances back at the BSU Gymnasium playing Mary and Minot State. So Mary has a 3-2 and two record in the conference, while Minot State is 1-4. and four. So those are two teams that realistically you can try and split. I think that Minot game is probably your best bet, although that's the Saturday game, and those Saturday games are tougher to win, especially if you had a tough game the day before. That being said, Minot has to travel. So I think if Bemidji State women's basketball is looking to pick up their first win of the season in conference play, I feel like it has to be that game against Minot State. Yeah, I think so too. Like you said, the Saturday games are a little bit more of a grind because you just back to back. Um, so hopefully they can put up a competitive effort against you, Mary, and maybe even steal a win. But like you said, I think going one of one this or one of two this weekend would be uh, probably the realistic expectation that Minot State game does look a little bit more appetizing if you're trying to find one of the two that they're going to win both of them, like you said, home games. So hopefully that plays into our advantage. I know it's, it's going to be winter break. Now uh, finals are probably wrapping up for a lot of these students. Um, so might be a little bit sparse in attendance, but I think it's been that way for a lot of the sports teams this year, but um, it's been that yeah. way just for the BSU gymnasium for years now, just yeah, tough. Like it's tough. It's a hockey town. It's a hockey school. It's hard to get the basketball programs going. Well, and they play it on the same days as the hockey. And so, like, for me, when I was a college student up there, I'm a big hockey guy. I went up there almost partially because of the fact they had a D1 hockey program. Mm-hmm. So where am I going to be if there is a home hockey game and there's a home basketball game? Now, there's not a home hockey game this weekend. But either way, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's difficult. Like you said, it's a it's a hockey town, man. It's it's tough to get people in that gymnasium, uh, especially when you're on a little bit of a losing streak. So hopefully they can correct that, maybe get some uh, get some fans a little bit more excited about the team. And I think they do have a good chance to do it on Saturday, Saturday, 330 against uh, Minot State. Bookmark it. That's a W for the Beavers. 
And now we move. And by the way, Im- important for them because they have the uh, them in Upper Iowa are tied for the worst record in the conference. And in terms of the NSIC North, the Beavers are in last place. So a win would be nice. It would get them technically out of the cellar considering tiebreakers in their division. Let's go on to the men's basketball team. And in terms of Bemidji State men's basketball, things aren't too much better. They have a five and five overall record, but one and four in conference play so far this season. Have a chance again playing you, Mary, and Minot to try and get a couple of those wins. Although you, Mary and Minot both are two and three in the conference so far this season. So there is a chance that they could split one of these games. Again, it's the Beaver bash 2.0, except we're a lot more confident in the fall compared to the Beaver bash during the winter. So uh, again, a couple notes here uh, from the games over the weekend, junior Dalton Albrecht, he had 41 points over the weekend. Uh, uh, total he put up 22 points against msu moorhead uh, that's the second time he's put up over 20 points this season and here's a little something interesting to watch for this bemidji state men's basketball team freshman tate olson got his two first two starts of the season through the absence of john sutherland uh, olson led the team both nights in rebounds coming away with 15 if you don't know who tate olson is he's a freshman from new york mills minnesota i covered a lot of his basketball games last year doing play-by-play uh, around uh, where, I, where I work at. So naturally got to follow them on their playoff run in high school last year, a uh, game away from the state tournament. He was the main reason why, like he's a, he's tall and lanky and athletic and, and can get to the rim, but that rebounding is going to be important for Bemidji state. So that's the, uh, the only thing. Also one last part, Bemidji state only shot 40% from the field, the lowest this season, dropping its team average uh, below five, uh, below, for the first time this year. So they're going to, again, shooting, rebounding, just, I mean, really just putting more balls in the basket than the other team, I think, for this men's basketball team. Uh, It's been another tough winter for these guys. Yeah, and it's tough because those teams, MSUM and Northern State, uh, they're both pretty good. Um, It was Northern State, correct? I'm not talking out my rear end. Yeah, Yeah, it was Northern State. The 9-2 and 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 8-3 on the season, both are 4-1 and in NSIC play, so those schools have pretty good basketball programs, so it's it's tough, and and my brother was at the um, Moorhead-Bemidji game. He was chirping me a little bit, but, you know, it's hard for Bemidji State. It's so hard for a lot of schools to to field multiple great athletic programs. You know what I mean? So we've got We've got hockey, who's maybe not great, right? When you look at in terms of uh, where they are in the conference, yes, they're they're pretty good, but Still historically, a program though for a yeah, Division one team. and they're Division one, and then you've got football and soccer that take up so much of the space, and it's hard because what is MSUM's main claim to fame? I would I would argue that it's basketball, and so it's, it's definitely basketball. They they looked. I did watch a little bit of that on my on my laptop. Um, when I was also watching the Gophers hockey game and man, MSUM just looked so good. They were swarming every passing lane was, was, was uh, there's hands in the passing lanes. It was, it was really tough for that Beavers team. And like you said, when you shoot that poorly, it's, it's going to be hard to beat anybody. So hopefully that picks back up. Um, it looks like it's just a blip on the radar. So um and they've got some good freshmen. So if we can get these guys worked into the rotation and and maybe split this weekend or, you know, even sweep, because, um, you know, none of these teams are that much better, at least by record, than the Beavers. So we'll see what can happen. Um, but I think there's still reason to be excited about this this men's basketball team for sure. 
So they have the the home series this weekend against you, Mary Minot State. They play at Minnesota Crookston on New Year's Eve. Minnesota Crookston was their only win so far in conference play, winning 79-74. What is, last question for you, we'll call it a podcast, Ian. What is the BSU men's basketball team's record in the next three games? I'm going to say two and one. I'll be generous to them. I think I they'll get a Minot State win and then beat uh, Minnesota Crookston. Yeah, I think they can handle Crookston. Crookston right now, the only team below them in the NSIC North standings. Um, and then I think they they take one of those two games. If you know if they can beat you, Mary, then I think maybe there's a little bit of a, a slump um, and, and maybe they drop that one to Minot State a bit surprisingly. But one of those two, I think you're right. Two and one seems like what they should be shooting for. I, I think they win at least one of the three. So at worst, I would say one and two. But um, we're obviously hoping for three and oh. But uh, I think two and one's a pretty good, pretty good prediction. This has been the Beaver Banter Podcast. We got more to break down next week. Join us then.